Welcome to Getting Through It, where we're here to help you get through it. I'm John Boyery, and as always, I'm with the subject of a few conspiracy theories, Dr. Lucy Jones. Today's episode of Getting Through It is sponsored by individual listeners as a project of the nonprofit Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society. Would you consider sponsoring this podcast too for as little as just $5 a month because that's how it continues to be there for you week after week. It's simple. Just go to patreon.com and search Dr. Lucy Jones. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And now let's get to it. There seems to be a conspiracy theory about every major event, from the moon landing to the JFK assassination, and the list goes on. And we have seen throughout this pandemic a rise in conspiracy theories related to how the virus was created, how it's transmitted, what masks do or don't do, and the real purpose of vaccines. The truth is, it's not just the pandemic. Conspiracy theories tend to rise from disasters and societal crises. It's the idea that with lack of information, people fill in the blanks on their own, often with more extreme explanations to manage what they don't know. Well, in fact, conspiracy theories are more than just a set of rumors that are displacing fact. They posit a group of people, that's the conspiracy part, who are working together for some goal with malevolent intent. We find this specific idea that there's a group of bad people trying to hurt you becomes more common after disasters. You know, we face danger by using our brains, which means making a pattern that shows us what is safe. And when we feel threatened, and even more, when we're uncertain about what is happening and therefore don't know how to be safe, we create theories to explain what is happening. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast episode, you've been on the receiving end of some of these as it relates to earthquakes, that you secretly know the big one is coming and aren't telling anyone. You know, when you told me that when we first met, this was a conversation that you had, I didn't believe you. But then a couple of years after working together, we were traveling to a conference by airplane at LAX, and I was behind you and you went up to the TSA that checked your ID and your ticket, and she did a double take. And then like in a low voice, she said, is there something I should know? Literally, she said, is there something you're not telling us? And you chuckled and I chuckled and she, you're like, no, 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 I'm just going to a conference. But I saw it in real life that people think you know something that you're not sharing. She was looking for that special information that would make her safer. I assume she's one of the people that's particularly scared of earthquakes. I've seen this over and over with a lot of earthquakes that have happened. There was one where I literally got a letter that said, I know you can't tell me when the next earthquake's going to be, but will you tell me when your children are going to visit out-of-town relatives? So I'm not sure where this malicious intent comes here, right? But I could see how people might think scientists at Caltech or scientists at the USGS know what's going to happen, but they don't say to prevent the panic. And that's selfish of them. And I guess that's the negative portion. In this conspiracy theories, you have to have a, someone trying to do a bad thing. The research about conspiracy theories, both how they form and what people are attracted to them, they show that people who feel powerless are more attracted to conspiracy theories. A disaster makes all of us feel more powerless. And if there's a conspiracy of bad people, that gives you someone to blame. And that's a reason why you are powerless that isn't just your own failing. So that's a more attractive reason to yourself. Also, if you have identified an enemy, that reduces the uncertainty. You know who to watch. You know who to fight. 
and it gives you a feeling of having some power. Think about what happened last summer with the wildfires in California. And we had people saying Jewish space lasers were setting off the fires. They wanted to find a reason and some person they could blame. There's also an aspect of conspiracy theories that allow us to feel safer, which is if you know about that conspiracy that most people don't know, you now have special information. And that means you're going to be safer than the people around you who don't have that information. So again, you get the emotional fix, if you will, that you are going to be safer in this uncertain situation. What should our listeners do to avoid getting trapped into conspiracy theories? Recognizing that you could be trapped is ultimately the most important thing you could do. Have a bit of skepticism. Go to Snopes, going to fatcheck.org. There are resources out there that tell you what information is reliable. And the most important thing you can do is to recognize that you need those. But what do you do about a friend or a family member that already believes something that's a conspiracy theory that you validated is not a truth, but is a conspiracy theory? How do you help them? How do you deal with it? It's one of the hardest things out there. Start with empathy, especially in a situation like this. But anybody who goes to a conspiracy theory is feeling scared and uncertain, and they're trying to be safe. So if you can start with empathy for their need to feel safe, it's going to be the right place to start. You can't just tell them that they're wrong and try to argue with them. Remember that a conspiracy theory tells you that you're the only one with the right information, and therefore other people saying it's not true is inherently, it's almost like a proof that your theory is correct. If they're not too invested emotionally, you can help them start to see the falsehoods by asking them why they believe it. What's their evidence? Ask them in a non-confrontational way to give you why those things are true. Often it'll fall apart and it'll help them start seeing some other ideas. But it's hard. And if you've got someone who really believes in a conspiracy theory, who's already really pulled into it, part of the belief is their uniqueness of their personal insight. And that's a big defense against hearing another idea. Seems like an uphill battle. The goal would be to get more people the ability to avoid falling into the trap of believing the rumors to begin with. Really, the best solution is the prevention. Cure is pretty difficult. Research into conspiracy theories shows us that there's a correlation in belief with educational level. And that's not about being stupid. It really is about having been provided the tools to be able to understand that these things are not true. And, you know, there's plenty of highly educated people that still believe in conspiracy theories, especially in disasters when there's a bigger emotional return on it. And part of it is what is our education? Right now, we treat science education as a process to find the people who will become scientists. Think about STEM education. Think of all those STEM jobs. We never say it as these are tools that everybody needs. And in fact, our science education is often, here's a bunch of facts scientists have said are true, instead of the fundamental of science, which is here are the skills and approaches to recognizing whether something is true or not. I think that as a societal measure, we need to shift our science education into those skills how do you analyze data? How do you recognize the truth? And treat that as things that everybody needs, not just people who are going to become scientists. Disasters really are prime for this kind of propagation of rumors and misinformation because they have the factors that induce fears, right? It's uncertainty and that feeling of powerlessness. And that uncertainty is why earthquakes get so many conspiracy theories. And there are probably fewer conspiracy theories around tornadoes because they're predicted and people believe that they can survive them. Exactly. 
So science isn't about absolute answers. It's a process to find out what's true. You say that a lot, Lucy. Anything that claims absolute truth should be investigated and verified. And oftentimes that's what conspiracy theories do. Here we are again saying the importance of science, and I don't think it can be said too often, but during disasters and during times of uncertainty, we need those skills more than ever. And I think we'll end right there. And until next time, I'm John Bwery with Dr. Lucy Jones and you, Getting Through It. Getting Through It is a production of the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society. Visit us online to get past shows and become a sponsor at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search Dr. Lucy Jones. Our music is performed by Josh Lee and this closing music is written by our own Dr. Lucy Jones. <laughs>